Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing? We are here for another episode of Buck IBS here with my guys Mike and Cam. How y'all doing this morning? What going on? Chilling, 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 man. Just good to be back. It's crazy. Yesterday I was on the timeline saying, man, where's the Oracle when you need them? I need camp nuggets. I'm ready for someone to lie to me. And we were blessed by a little birdie that was at practice yesterday that had some nuggets for us. So we're going to bring that information to you guys today. But I want to get started talking about recruiting. We have some big commitments coming up. Uh, Edric Houston this month. We have Jeremiah McClellan coming up. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. I know Jeremiah McClellan's committing today. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on him as a player and uh, where you think he's going to commit today. Mike? Uh, Shoot, who knows, man? I mean, everybody's saying that, you know, this is a Buckeye lot, but, you know, he's been showing interest other places. And it's hard to be 100% and actually know uh, in this NIL transfer portal era. So I'm not sure where he's going to go, man. Don't lock me in for anything. What about you, Cam? Uh, I mean, yeah, Jeremiah's elite, you know. I mean, we can never have too many um, elite wide receivers. Um, but I think everyone really has all eyes on – the uh Edric Houston uh recruitment. I think that's what everybody's waiting on to get that next five-star trench piece, especially after he went viral the other day. Apparently he was just absolutely wrecking that scrimmage he was in in high school. Mm -hmm. Um but I mean yeah we're just gonna keep chopping away, keep chipping away uh at the at the recruiting class. What we're at what 19 right now. Um we were told by a couple birdies that we're going to be going for at least 26 to 28 kids in the class. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't see us where our next seven is coming from unless we just, you know, spin a block on a couple Ohio kids and, you know, like get some, get some kids that we think are project kids, which I don't hate. Um, but yeah, I'm excited. Hey, birdie, uh, a little birdie said that. A little birdie said that we haven't given up on a defensive end. Uh, could be a, a flip. You know, uh, they said some things might have slowed down, but I think that it slowed down because, you know, they're going into camp, things like that. I think once camp's over, once the season's going, that, I mean, that recruitment could possibly uh, reemerge. Uh, look out for that Ohio State. Penn State game visitors. So what do you guys think about our guy Fong missing all the time lately? And the fact that he just came out recently and said he still likes the Buckeyes for Houston. Do you guys what? believe it or does that make you worried? Because this man can't get one right lately. He's putting in the last minute Fong bomb. Two minute. I mean, while the kids are already live on the broadcast, he's like, oh, by the way, like this man's TV is 30 seconds ahead. And he's switching it up to protect that percentage on two four seven. So I just want to get your thoughts. Are you believing Fong these days? Are you rocking with it? Man, I I ain't rocking with nothing until they sign on the dotted line. Man, is this like I said? I can't trust anything in the NIL era. Maybe before I could be like, yeah, you know, I'm pretty certain on this and all of that. It, it's hard to be certain. Um, you know, we've seen our guy. Lockwood, who was committed, you know, was basically a Buckeye captain in the class. 
He went down there to Bama, had a nice Bama hot dog, and, you know, decommitted right then, you know? I mean. They must have better hot dogs at Alabama than they do at Michigan because that shit look crazy. Um, <laughs> they got I mean, them better at Miami than there. If you, I mean, I mean, us three, we know basically that, like, I mean, if, if all of you in the group chats and and in the chat or, or YouTube, like, the information on Twitter and spaces and the amount of people that you have come through that will just like say things that are just like that people are charging nine ninety nine to say, like, we, I, like, I was sitting in a space the other day and I seen you might just see a Hall of Famer or somebody just randomly come into the space and say this and this and this happened at practice or this and this and that happened at practice or a recruit or whatever. And then you will gather information almost weeks before a wilt fall on crystal ball. And you're like, oh, I heard that a month ago. So it's like the information, I think, for the recruiting industry is just moving too fast, especially with the development of Twitter and um, the new app Twitter that just came yeah. out in 2008. No, like I'm talking about like spaces, <laughs> funny guys in here. But the development of Twitter spaces, people are literally talking about football all day and exchanging information. It's kind of like making Wilt Farms and them irrelevant. So um, I don't know. Also, did we lose Cam? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we got our well, guy uh Evan in here said, Would you rather have him or Chance Robinson to potentially get Patterson or Jojo? I'm torn on this one. <laughs> I'm if I can have the Ravens, give me the Ravens. I want Jojo Chance Zaquan. If I could have them, I'll take them. But you make a good point. I think if um, we get McClellan today. I think the JoJo's shit is dead. Um, I, I think if um, we land McClellan today, I feel like those are the three that we have, and we may add a fourth, but I don't see uh, JoJo coming up here without chance, and I don't see us taking five wide receivers. You guys, I mean, here, here, here's the here's the thing, man. We have to get you know, I was watching some. Uh, somebody had posted some old Paris uh, Campbell highlights. And, you know, we've heard Chris on, and you guys have talked about uh, that team speed, how it makes up for mistakes. And that's just something that we've been liking. We've been liking that guy who can, you know, take a screen and then take it to the crib. I think that with the uh, with the McCullen, what's his name? Jeremiah. McCullen. Yeah, my, Jeremiah McCullen or Chance Robinson, they might give you that. We need that. Uh, I know Brian Hardline wants all of these. Hey, I want you to be an all-around wide receiver. But um, like my guy Q said, he might be too fast to play here. Who knows? You may see a too fast to play here shirt coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I wanted to move on to the coaches' interviews. Uh, the media, the beat talked to um, Coach Eliano, uh, Coach Walton, the corners and the safeties. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts and takeaways from the interviews this week and uh, if anything stood out to you that was said this week. I mean, I'm, go it ahead. It was a lot know. of coach speak. It was a yeah, lot Yeah, I'm about to say, speak. like, I didn't <laughs> – 
Um, Typical Ohio State, bro. Yeah, I mean, even down to the players, I mean, you had Denzel Burke saying, I want to tell you, but I can't. Um, I mean, we're one thing that I can say is there's a lot of confidence. One thing that I can say I took it's a lot of confidence coming from the defensive guy, especially the defensive back. Um, you know, Jim knows that this is when he's focusing down. Uh, he said it in his interviews on uh, BTN and uh, to the, you know, to the local media as well that, you know, this is when he doubles down. He understands the expectations. You know, maybe he came in thinking, oh, the expectations is one thing, but him actually getting to feel it, feeling, seeing the backlash from the fan base, seeing and feeling and knowing the magnitude of that rivalry and that actually being in it. I mean, Jim knows is a smart guy. Um, so what I took from it was more of the defense versus, you know, hearing things from the offensive side. Kim? Um, very, uh, uninspiring interviews, honestly, a bunch of what we already knew, um, four, two, five, we're running a four, two, five, Perry Eliano reiterated, uh, we love that new information that we got from him. Um, also he was letting us know about, um, the safety play and like how they're developing and we've been hearing about Malik Hartford and all of that. So, I mean, everything, everything's, everything's going along just so it, what I expected the coaches to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I really don't really have no 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 chicken on a bone from what the uh, coaches are saying. I did think it was interesting that Denzel Burke um, opened up his interview with he was chasing the Jim Thorpe Award. Um, so I thought that was very interesting because, like, I'm thinking, like, okay, so are you chasing the Jim Thorpe Award because of what – um, you think you're capable of or someone telling you this or is that how you're performing in practice and people are like, yo, like you can do this. So um, I thought that was interesting. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, I thought that Perry and Tim Walton were on the same page. They both reiterated how much faster they feel like uh, the guys are out there processing the defense given that they're in year two. Um, both of them really seem to hammer that home that they think these guys really have a grasp on the defense and not so much just – knowing what they're doing on the play, but the how, the why, what the other people around them are doing, the situation that dictates why they're doing that. So the fact that they really feel like that they're an understanding and an in-depth knowledge of this system going into year two gives me confidence. Like you said, it may be coach speak, but I mean, these are the things that you want to hear that they are understanding the defense, moving faster, processing these things. And then everyone, safeties, safeties, coaches, corners, corners, coaches, Everyone's talking about Malik Hartford. They asked Perry if he was going to play this year. He just laughed and smiled and said, oh, he's going to play. So I think that's someone to really keep an eye out there for. I think we're going to see Malik Hartford more than anyone anticipated coming out of spring. So uh, that's all we really have on the player and coaches interviews. I want to move on to what everyone is clearly here for, the scrimmage notes. So I'm going to go through these first couple bullets that we have here, starting with probably the least surprising thing ever. And then I'm going to stop and ask you guys for some comments on these. We have Marv is still Marv, probably the least surprising statement from everyone. So I know that probably put your nerves at ease for all of you that didn't think that Marv would be the guy again this year, but uh, rest assured he is still him. Uh, Jahard Carter, 
left with a stinger but played really well. They said he was flying around out there, super athletic guy, making plays. Uh, you hate to see that uh, he didn't finish out the scrimmage, but sounds like it's nothing serious. Taiwan Malone balled out, prompting his black stripe removal. We heard yesterday that Taiwan Malone was running with the ones and then ended up getting his black stripe taken off. I just wanted to get your guys' thoughts there because I know for the beginning episodes of Buckeye BS, we were all saying Mike Hall, Tyleek Williams, Mike Hall, Tyleek Williams, and then we were hearing Mike Hall, Ty Hamilton. Could Taiwan Malone be that starter? I mean... Honestly, at this point, I wouldn't be shocked. Uh, I might have to owe Taiwan Malone uh, an apology because I was one of the people who said, you know, we're bringing him in as a death piece. It seems like, you know, Larry Johnson recruited him coming out of high school and Larry Johnson saw something in him. And Larry Johnson also in his interviews was speaking and saying, you know, him focusing only on football. I think that we have something special. And now he's not worried about baseball, getting his body just for football shape, working uh, working with Larry Johnson, learning those tools, being hungry. I mean, it sounds like, uh, you know, Tyleek Williams, we've been hearing about still having stamina issues, uh, conditioning issues, um, you know, having little uh, nicks and injuries here, not being able to go. I mean <laughs> – Taiwan Malone, we might see him first guy out there trying on the field, and uh, uh, Tyler Williams could be a rotational piece. Wow, um, I think we're jumping a gun <laughs> a little bit because I won scrimmage, but uh, <laughs> to to basically go and crown Taiwan Malone as Ohio State Marvin uh, Warren Sapp, but. Yeah, I think that's great. I think that's great news for us to for us as a as a football team for him to go out there and get those reps and and to show what he's what he's capable of doing and that he's going to be in that rotation because uh, we never really can have too many um, um, interior D linemen. I, what I'm interested in, I would love to get some more details on if what exactly was he doing that was dominating? Was he holding the two gaps? Because that's what our so our shades and our three techs were having trouble with doing last year is holding the holding the two gap and and run situations when we were kind of coming out in that nickel look and spreading the defense out a little bit. I also wanted to wanted to know is he getting was he a pass rusher in the interior, um and and or is he going to be able to help us get after the quarterback in the inside? Because I mean that's what Tyleek Williams was able to do as an interior player, and I think that's really what his value is. So I mean. Um, if if we can get more interior pass rush, then I like that. But hey, the news coming from Taiwan, I love it. Um, let's uh, let's keep it going and uh, chase this big I mean, championship. He, I mean, to hear that we possibly, you know, the, our little birdie told us that we're too like at least too deep on the D line. Both units are eating, are eating, not just. I mean, that's something that we didn't have. That That's something that everybody questioned Larry Johnson about. Oh, why is he rotating? Why is he doing this? Maybe now he has the guys and is able to rotate and we don't have those type of drop-offs. Yeah. Um, any championship team that you see in any level, whether it's college, whatever it's NFL, um, Usually, that's the the key to that success on defense starts with the uh, pass rush. So, 
Um, if we got a two deep that can keep going, we can get after the quarterback. We can start changing the game and um, and close on some of these games that we saw us in the last couple of years. Just like fuck off because we didn't have a defense that can get off the field. So, what do you think it provides having such a such confidence in the interior uh, interior defensive lineman this year with the two deep being? I mean, I would imagine you guys are much more confident in the two deep and possibly even rolling into the three deep with this interior defensive line compared to last year. I know a lot of people were unhappy with the rotations and the people that we saw, but I feel like there's enough talent that it's almost hard to screw it up this year. I mean, Cam honestly has hit on that point. Uh, what, what, what have we been able to see every game? We've been able to see these quarterbacks step up in the pocket, right? Made the job on our DNs pretty hard. But like Cam, I mean, Cam could probably go more in depth because he's played on the D-line uh, versus I have never played on the D-line. <laughs> but um, when, when the quarterback's not able to step up in the pocket and you're getting that interior pass rush, man, it makes them start to either withdraw or they have to flood <laughs> out and they're going right into the DN's hands. Um and I, I think we're going to have the DBs that can cover for that extra half a second, like I've been saying on the each show, um, where our guys will be able to get home. Yeah, I mean, the the, the importance of the interior pass rush is a couple things. Because, like, one, um, you're giving your DNs, your edge rushers, a less angle of a uh, of a pass rush, more like a, a, a V-line to the quarterback, versus having to be a supreme athlete every fucking play and bend the corner and – do a spin move or do something spectacular or get home. Two, interior pass rushing up the middle um, disrupts the timing because the quarterback's not want to step into a throw and get hit, right? So if you're getting that pressure up the middle and a quarterback sees that immediately, immediately you can get a lot of off-platform throws. You can get a lot of panic throws um, versus that edge rush um, pressure. So, yeah, I mean, it's huge, bro. That's why you see in the NFL nose tackles and elite guys – they get paid those big bucks, bro, because if you got that anchor in the middle that can um, plug that A-gap and I can also get that push to, to squeeze that pocket, that's how you get the T.J. Watts and the uh, and and those guys. They put up those monster numbers because he knows he, all he has to do is beat his man and get to that get to that sweet spot because a Cam Hayward or somebody like that is going to squeeze that pocket for him. So it's huge. So that – that's a that's a point you've been pounding home since the start of this podcast. How important that interior defensive uh, push is. So, and what that opens up for our edges, and that would make sense. Why we hear that guys like Kenyatta Jackson and JTT were having huge days yesterday uh, during the scrimmage. We heard that Kenyatta Jackson had multiple sacks yesterday. So that's a guy that you love to hear is really getting into the backfield. JTT is been we've heard all through camp. Uh, all through spring, JTT is going to be that guy on this defense. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts on hearing that Kenyatta is really uh, making an impact again, following up a, a solid spring. He's looking like uh, he really took on Coach Mick's um, offseason program well. So just want to get your guys' thoughts on what Kenyatta, what we're hearing about Kenyatta Jackson and our edges this year, especially having that interior push that we lacked last year. Well. Make sure y'all hit that like button right down there. My bad. Go ahead, Cam. You know, like you want nah, bro. Like, you got it. Like, yeah. Hey, y'all smash yeah. that like button. Share this to all the Facebook. Make sure your grandma, your uncle, and your auntie all sub to the channel that likes Ohio State football. 
and make sure everybody's uh post this uh post uh the channel to your uh, socials if you are uh, loving what you're seeing today. But yeah, yeah. um Kenyatta, bro, we knew that he was a freak coming in, bro. Like I thought he would look like a little bit of a string being in high school, and then it's like he gets here that first year and that first camp he gets in. I'm like, hold on, like this nigga look kind of crazy. <laughs> and then like now in year two, I'm like, yo, they what they feeding this motherfucking man. So like, hey, I I put on wax. I will not lie to you folks on this uh, podcast. I was a bonafide Mick hater for the last two years. I thought that people was doughy. Uh, Ron said the same thing. <laughs> I said I that there's that a ban on triceps at Ohio State. I ain't bro, seen a nigga with definition felt, in his arms, yeah. and I couldn't tell you how long, bro. Our basketball team is doughy as fuck. Our fucking football team is doughy yeah. as fuck. I'm like, are these niggas like, but I don't know, what is going knows? on, bro? No triceps in the Woody. Like, there, there's a fucking sign on the door. And then this nigga Mar popped out like SpongeBob with muscles on top of bro, muscles. Everybody, shit, bro. bro. You everybody. see that? You know when SpongeBob oh, flex and then you shit. see his muscles and then muscles pop up on his muscles? That's what bro. Mar be looking like in his photo shoot, Everybody, bro. Yeah, bro. Yeah, when he was like crazy yeah. this offseason. The freshman, Marv, CJ, Jelani, Kenyatta. Uh, bro, Jelani Jack, Thurman everybody looks crazy. 258 is crazy, bro. Yeah. Like, yeah. so I mean, thing. I mean, from what we're hearing from the DNs, we've been hearing JTT showing a, uh, more consistency, which is what he needed to work on. He flashed in the Penn State game, but then was quiet for the rest of the season. Um, Jack Sawyer, I, I mean, it seems like he's been eating – and living really good in his natural position. Won't be playing that Jack role, we hope. So, I mean, I, I, I like what I'm hearing. And, I mean, Ryan Day, I believe it was Ryan Day, was just saying, raving about Keanu Jackson, saying he's NFL ready. Like, his body is NFL ready. I mean, I feel like this is what we've been missing. We haven't been hearing this type of rave from our edges for, like, the past couple of years. Speaking and, and of we, – uh... And if we're able to keep these guys healthy, that rotation with these DNs is going to be nasty, bro. Speaking of the edges, how do y'all feel about with the injury to um, Amari, them putting Arvell on the edge right now to work out as a DN, as an edge rusher? I think that was a great move. I thought it was a great move because we were on pace to do the typical uh, Ohio State move of – playing a guy out of position for two years and then junior year making him play a new position. Like that dude was never going to be able to stay uh, at the size of a linebacker. He's already a freak show as a freshman. Get him on the defensive line, start letting him work with Larry, get them pass rush moves under him, let him get some off seasons with Mick and let him take over by his junior year. I think it was great. Just uh, I thought it was great getting him down to the defensive line already. What about you? Yeah. I mean, I, I great move. Um, this is, you know, one of them Sam Hubbard moves, you know what I'm saying, where they saw, hey, the kid keeps growing. Uh, we ain't going to be able to stop this. This is where his trajectory is. You know, we kind of whiffed on that with Baron Browning. We had no idea how to use him. Honestly, I want to give a big kudos. I think we should all give a big clap to our defensive staff for understanding because we have issues. We're like, Jim knows don't understand talent. He don't know this. Our what, what is going on with our guys? They don't understand the talent. But for them to understand this, man, 
I think we got to tip our cap to them guys because it was Jim Knowles finally got some uh, got a little bit of KYP in them. So hey, I mean it. You know we've been mean? questioning it. We all have been questioning. You gotta know your personnel, man. Like you gotta know what the fuck you got going on. And I've been critical of Jim Knowles because I feel like he forces the scheme on more so than utilizing and and changing a scheme to talent. I don't agree with coaching. Your Twitter coach though. So. I believe in coaching to your talent, not coaching at your talent. So, uh, Jim Knowles, I know I put you on the clock. Clock's still ticking, but show me something. Ken's going to need some, even hearing good scrimmage notes. Uh, before we get into this, <laughs> before we get into this super chat, I just want to tell everyone smash that like button. I was contacted by a special guest that told me if we can get to 50 likes before the end of this episode while we are still live, they will join the show. So, Smash that like button, and we will have a special guest make an appearance before the end of the show. Uh, let me take this banner off so Cam doesn't have a crosshair on his face. <laughs> Who will be the most impactful underclassman this year? I'm going to jump in before either one of you have a chance to steal my answer. If you watch the Buckeye Roast every morning here on the channel at 8 a.m., you will know that it is a Pro Malik Hartford propaganda page. That's all we do is push Malik Hartford propaganda. And I'm here to tell you, he will be the most impactful freshman. They asked Perry during the interviews, will Malik play? And he laughed and said, oh, he'll play. So I want you guys to know, I think Malik Hartford will have the biggest impact from the underclassmen this year. Go ahead, Mike. Well, mine is going to have to be Carnell Tate. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, from what I... <laughs> From what I've been here, my guy Tate uh, has been out there cooking, uh, running with the ones, and actually, you know, they're, they're holding him accountable like he isn't an underclassman, like he's not a freshman. So I'm I'm hoping, I mean, and he's wearing 17. We remember the last time someone wore 17 as a freshman. So I'm expecting big things out my guy. I'm going with the extremely very obvious answer of Kenyatta Jackson. He's a true sophomore, <laughs> and it's going to have a bigger impact than everybody you name. So, like, what are we doing here? I thought y'all was going to take him off the board first. Like, no, I was going to – True sophomore, can y'all – We got agendas also, here to push, my, okay? My, my, uh, my dark horse, though, for that, honorable mention, is Jelani Thurman at tight end. I feel like he's going to get a lot of tick. 6'6", 6'7", 258 pounds, and he's lean as hell. He's got more weight to put on. I don't know what type of aliens these kids are. Our freshman class is absolutely insane. It's absolutely nuts. And to come in, what's even crazier about that is that last year, y'all remember, we was kind of getting a little bit of scrutiny about that class. Like, we only had 20 kids, and they thought that we all, we didn't get enough five stars or we didn't get enough. And enough game changers and this and that. And then all 20 of those kids just came in basically is hitting the ground running with Malik Hartford's and, and the Jermaine Matthews and the Calvin Simpson Hunts and all of those guys that all we do is hear good things about it. So it just goes to show that obviously our evaluation process, Ryan Day, um, Perry Eliano, um, Tim Walton, they got a plan. They're sticking to it, and they're 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 bringing in high quality players. And I think we're going to see the same thing for the twenty four class, and then we're going to keep stacking. So, hey, I do want to speak on. I do want to speak on CJ Hicks, Mister CJ. Wait, wait, Hicks. before we get there, before uh, we get there, we got okay. CJ Hicks later in the show. We'll circle back to CJ Hicks. Um, one thing I wanted to touch on what Cam just said there was 
last week we put a clip out about were we too hard on Perry about these recruiting misses. And, you know, everybody was devastated when we didn't get Caleb Downs last year, but then we're hearing about Malik Hartford's a dude. And we discussed on the show last week, does it matter? Yes, we want to get the five stars every time, but do we need to give Perry time to show what he's done with his evaluation and the people that he already does have in that room? Because we did all agree that we believe that there is talent in that room. So I think that just speaks to what we said last week as far as Perry needs some time because he may show us. Indeed. Um, so, uh, yeah, I want to thank Chris Drew for that uh, super chat. And uh, if you guys have any other questions, go ahead and drop them in the chat. We appreciate you guys supporting us every week. Our special guest is down here live in the lobby, but I'm not bringing them up until we have 50 likes on this video. I see there's 65 people in here right now. So make sure you smash that like button and I will bring them up to speak on the show. But we're going to dive back into our uh, camp notes, and you said Mike wanted to get to our guy CJ Higgs. So we had a story about CJ in practice this week, or in the scrimmage yesterday, and we heard that CJ and Cam's guy, in his eyes, RB1, and Dallin Hayden met one-on-one -on -one in the hole yesterday, and Dallin got knocked back a few yards for a loss. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on our guy CJ Hicks being a dude out there balling out early in these camp scrimmages. I mean, we've seen it from his freshman year when we were able to see clips of him that he's not scared to get in the hole. He's not scared to shoot a gap. And he's definitely not scared to hit. I mean, that, that's the culture of Ohio, that blue-collar toughness, man. And, uh, you know, not only that, but just hearing that C.J. Hicks is also as a young guy. He's not even the senior. He's not even supposed to be the starter. But my man has found his voice, and the people are listening to him. I think that I think that tells you where this team is headed, what direction it's headed, because, you know, what we have always talked about, the best players need to play. And if the team is already looking at him and listening to him, that might tell you something. They ready for the best players to play. I told myself, um, <laughs> like, since we've been doing this Buckeye BS, like, you know what? Like, I'm a Buckeye fan, and I don't want to give off the impression that I'm too negative and I'm too this. And I was like, I'm going to be positive all through the camp. But it is absolutely asinine to the point. We are having a conversation asking ourselves, are we surprised that C.J. Hicks, a five-star linebacker, though, was top five recruit in the nation, is playing lights out as a sophomore, as an athletic freak of nature, and is sitting behind steel chambers, bro. Like, what are we doing, bro? Like, I tried. Chris, I tried, bro. I tried. Listen, what are we doing, bro? <laughs> like, why is he not starting, bro? Like, chat, I need all of y'all to put your best guess why steel chambers is starting over CJX right now. Give me, put your After best you guess. smash that chat. like button. Smash the like button and tell and, and tell us your best guess why Jim Knowles gets paid two two million dollars to go sit in a film room, turn on the film, and say, you know what, Still Chambers needs to play over CJX. Tell us your best reason why. 
You was being Cam- nice to Jim Knowles too ten minutes ago, and now you're on his ass again. No, because like I you just, see Cam I, just spinning the spinning the hands on the clock faster. Like let's go, bro, let's I go. Just, I just know that like the long like it doesn't benefit anybody. It doesn't benefit CJ. It doesn't benefit Ohio State for him not to play and get the reps over Steel Chambers. It doesn't, and it's just like I just feel like it's a. Uh, like a neglection of his duties as a D coordinator, the way he's sabotaging the, the chemistry of having, I could just see Sonny Styles and CJ Hicks just doing some freaky shit on the field, dapping each other up, going crazy, but we don't get to see it because Steel Chambers is starting a linebacker. So I don't know. Like I said before, no disrespect to Steel, bro, but it's just levels of this, bro. And it's just a disrespect different. to Indiana, right? Since Q's not here. <laughs> yeah. like, Much disrespect on, to Indiana since Q's not here. Um, like, bro, like you. I mean, but y'all feel me, bro? It's just like, why? Like, I, I, why is there so much emphasis on Sonny Styles needs to play? I get that his pops is alumni, and um, he's the more known name. Uh, it seems like around Buckeye Nation. But where is the urgency with CJ Hicks and? And 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 steel, and I think it's just kind of ironic because Steel Chambers is being coached by the DC. So it's like, is there like some type of like favoritism thing? I don't know, bro. Like, I, I, I just can't I, understand. I think it, bro. it's the I like, think it's the the family and brotherhood thing of Ohio State. I mean, to be honest, that's the only thing that has to explain this. It's like I don't know if the recruiting pitch at Ohio State is, hey man, if you. If your son get hurt or whatever, we still going to try to get him in the league. You know what I'm saying? Maybe he might not be all cracked up, but we going to still try. That, I don't know, man. It, it don't. That's the only excuse that I can think Hold of. Hold on. He, so we have somebody in the chat saying CJ's natural ability is there causes weakness. I'm under the impression that CJ plays Will Linebacker and he doesn't call the defense. What? Yeah. The Mike Backer calls the defense. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't we got Tommy Heisenberg out there, yeah. so that shouldn't be. Yeah, an Tommy's issue. calling the and, defense, and, and and that's the thing. Why can't you pair him up with Tommy, who who you don't said is the coach who said uh, uh, knows the defense better than anybody? We ain't had a Heismanberg oh, take to, all about to have freaking hit. live. That's the first <laughs> ever, bro. We need to. Like, we need to hit our guy Rev up and get a Ghost and Tommy edit with CJ Hicks on Ghost with Tommy Eichenberg. <laughs> get a power cover going into the season. But uh, yeah. I wanted to ask you guys another thing. So something that we talked about last year was that moment during the Michigan game going into the fourth quarter. And you see the Buckeyes, you know what I mean, hanging their heads a little bit. You could see the, the tension on the sidelines. And then there's the guy on the Michigan sideline standing on the bench going fucking ape shit it looks like they're having a fucking a black stripe alert going on on their fucking sidelines going into the fourth quarter people are so rah rah and i'm like who is that guy on our roster and one of the reports that we got from camp is that cj hicks is a vocal leader on that defense what do you think that adds to a defense cam you played at a high level what does that vocal leadership on a defense especially the more violent side of the ball what does that vocal leader do for defense? I mean, the first sign that when you hear somebody out there saying that they're a vocal leader, that means that they're doing all the right things. They're 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 doing the right things off the field, in the weight room, in the film room, and that means that they are they're um 
what's what's the saying that that's that they're uh they're an everyday guy they're an everyday guy so you know what i mean so because if you don't have what level respect, of respect do you have to have in the lock that's what i was just about to ask you what level of respect do you have to have in that locker room to even it's not really to feel comfortable speaking like that i mean it's really not about it's uh, a high level of respect but it's really not about like the respect like that in a locker room it's about just being accountable like so if, like they know that CJ put that time in, he put that work in. He's going, he's working, he's doing what he's got to do on top of being a good player. So they're going to listen to the things he have to say. A lot of times, if you look on teams where um, guys aren't vocal or aren't whatever, but they're good players, usually it means like you know, either a that's not their personality, or b they um, you know don't really got the don't really got the blessing of the team or really or, or they got some right. things that they got to deal with and like they don't feel comfortable speaking up because everybody's going to be like bro like you're the last person to tell me to do anything so for him to be a sophomore having that type of leadership and not, and not vocal that just that just goes to show about him as a person him as a player um stepping up being that grown man and uh trying to you know Win some win some ball games. That's what you need from your mics and your wheels. So shout out to CJ. So we still got plenty of notes to get to here, but I want to make sure we remind everyone to smash that like button. Make sure that you are subscribed. We are also here every morning uh, at 8 a.m. for the Buckeye Roast. And also, we are available on audio. It's something that we don't talk about on here a lot, but you can get this show Anywhere that you find podcasts, so anywhere that you listen to podcasts, Buckeye BS is available. The Buckeye Roast is available, so make sure you get all of your favorite Best Damn Media shows and tune in for all your Buckeye content before the season gets started. We've been talking about linebackers here, and a guy that we were tough on last year, but I know Cam was starting to come around on him during the spring. He looked like a different guy, really out there moving. He looked like he was more fit this year, and again, another testament to Coach Mick. Our guy Cody Simon had an interception yesterday during the scrimmage. So, again, Mm -hmm. what do you think this linebacker depth means? Because even as much as I believe Tommy Heismanberg should be out there for every snap, when you have a Heisman caliber linebacker like Tommy out there, you want him getting every rep. But also, you want him staying healthy. I want Tommy out there cracking skulls come the playoffs because his body's in shape. What do you think it means having guys like Cody Simon Steel Chambers, maybe, in the rotation? Like, with having four linebackers that you're comfortable with, what does that add to our defense? Because I just feel like every time we talk about this defense, we're talking about a different level of depth that we haven't had in previous years and the comfortability that we have uh, at every position that we feel like, okay, if the guys that they don't put out there initially don't get it done, there's someone on the roster that we believe can get it done. I know we got into a heated debate last week about was there actually someone at the nickel position that was better than what we saw out there on the field. And it was kind of a debate of, well, we have to try the young guys or, and then, or there's uncertainty about whether or not there's actually someone there. But I believe that we all feel that there's a level of depth on this defense that we haven't seen in the past and that we're going to be good at multiple positions. And what does that depth add to the linebacker room and all the other positions, just being able to sub more than we were able to last year? Well, some would say we could have subbed last year, but you know, certain someone getting paid two million decided not to. That's a different story. Um, 
But the crazy part about all of this, Cody Simon coming in as a recruit was supposed to be the man. Like, it was, it was Tommy really wasn't, you know, the that guy in that class was really like. I mean, Cody that's Simon. just a miss on evaluation. I don't know how you watch Tommy's high school tape and don't see Brian Erlacher, but <laughs> nah, I mean, I'm just saying, potato, like, potato. Uh, like Cody Simon was like, he was a guy coming out coming out of Jersey. So I mean, I don't, I, 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 I seen the flashes. I told. uh Chris, I talked to Chris on the phone. I told him, I was like, bro, I think Cody Simon got a little pep in his step. You look like that guy that we recruited out of high school four years later, five years later. We got a little um, Jersey resurgence going on. They're going to be bro, fucking playing Jersey house music in the locker room with all bro, these Jersey guys. They got to, bro. Like, uh, Ty, bro, we so. got Taiwan Malone, Iggy, uh, Bonsu, Cody Simon. Like, they're loading but up like, from Jersey Just right like now. people like him, bro. Like, just just, just to, pre to prevent the injury. So, like, so just like when we play the, the Iowas and the, and the Minnesotas and the teams like that, like we could take Tommy off the field for a couple of series, two or three series a game to save his legs. We could take we could take Steele out the game and put a CJ in there, let the gay powers and then play. Like let these people get the reps that we see that happens in the South and in the, in the, in the SEC. And when they get to the playoffs, they're just running around like chickens with their head cut off because they they get so many reps off basically. Uh, by allowing all their freshmen and all their sophomores and their younger guys to play. So I think that we're going to be able to have that opportunity to see guys develop and to see guys play and and be the best that we can be in the postseason going to the Big Ten Championship and, and the playoffs. So I think it's great. Yeah, so we have Cam a super chat here from our guy, so. Too Cool. We appreciate it. Thank you guys for the support, and thank you for everyone that's pulling up uh, to watch the show. We really appreciate that. Do you feel that if we allow FSU, Clemson, Georgia Tech, or Georgia Tech into the Big Ten, it helps recruiting? Uh, I, I mean, I'll start with that one. I think Florida State and Clemson would absolutely help uh, recruiting, just those trips to the South, just uh, just being on TVs in the South, uh, having more people growing up watching these brands in the South. Um, just that overall exposure would be huge. So I think tapping into the South for the Big Ten would be a huge look for them. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, that that's my biggest thing about wanting to add, you know, the schools from the South is I think it will help us in recruiting. You, you're talking about being able to play down there either every year or every other year, um, which is closer to those people's families. That's the biggest thing. They want their family to be able to watch them play, right? <laughs> Um, some people, but you know, before NIL, now with NIL, you might not want to spend all your money on these high expensive hotels and airplane tickets and stuff like that. But now it's a closer trip. They'd be able to, uh, to see it. And I mean, especially from what we've been able to do, getting guys from Florida, I think Ohio state could be a mainstay and actually even grow a bigger fan base in Florida. <laughs> I think that we need Miami, bro. Imagine this. Oh, Pitch my God, G. Hold on. You've let been me talking say this. big hat too No, much. let me say this. Let me say this, bro. Listen, what if we get Miami, right, and Ohio State comes down to Dade County and they get 25 stars? We get the guarantee to whoop their ass in front of all the top athletes in Dade County every time we go to Miami. Everybody in the Big Ten is going to be able to go down What has that done for Middle showcase. Tennessee and Duke recruiting, though? <laughs> <laughs> Because they've gone down there and gotten sexual. Nah, I heard Middle Tennessee is like, they ranked like 60 of now. They was ranked 70 the year before, so they went up 10 spots from whooping Miami's eyes. But nah, bro, like, I think I think that I, if we're going to go into Florida, bro, as much as I hate to say it, 
I feel like having Miami and FSU together is, is a must, bro. Just having <laughs> that footprint in that state. I want Clemson for personal reasons because I hate Dabo. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I think that Clemson. Yeah, I don't know, know if Florida I want to compete Miami. with God's NIL in the Big Ten. That's going to be a tough one to do yeah. there. Joel I mean, Georgia Tech would just be to get into Georgia. That's about it. So we still have some camp notes. Uh, I heard Ryan Turner, Denzel Burke, and Cam Martinez all had good days. We were going so well through the first five days of camp without hearing a certain someone's name, but they have been getting a lot of hype and praise from the coaching staff recently, so much so that they were the most recent silver bullets. So I just want to get your guys' thoughts on those guys. Um, I mean, you know, we saw the clip up uh, Denzel Burke going up against Marv. I do wish, like, I feel like he gave up too soon on the rep. I know that it was just them working on release drills, but I feel like he could have showed more. Um, I mean, you want to be Jim Thorpe. You want to be that. Our issue was we gave up in the fourth quarter in our last two games of the season. <laughs> last thing that anybody wants you to see is for you to be giving up a rep. Um, I mean. Cam Martinez saw him in a clip making a play on uh, Xavier Johnson. Um, I mean, I don't know if we've been able to see what his hips look like, if he knows which direction to turn. Uh, I mean, to me, it's still going to be RDB's got to prove it. They got to show me. I need to see it. Show me. Cam. I agree. I agree 100%. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, like I told uh, them in a pre show, I absolutely hate the camp part of everything because it's just like college sports, just like everything's cryptic and they don't want to film nothing. So we all, so we just got to go off what this person says. Like, I can go right now on YouTube and see Kenny Pickett throw four interceptions from yesterday's practice. Why can't I do that with, with Ohio State? But, anyways, I like yeah. how you pick Kenny Pickett on purpose. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I see, I see what you're so, doing. So, now that we think we're going to be fucking funny, guys, it's only Steeler fans on this show right now, and it's time to pump Kenny Two Gloves propaganda right now. I know a nigga who's starting, who thinks their savior at running back is a guy that is fucking 5'5", bro, and couldn't hoop on my nephew's fucking intramural basketball team. Get the fuck out of here. I'm not hearing nothing from a guy whose quarterback is Dak Prescott and his running back is shorter than my 11-year-old nephew. So, back to the regular scheduled program, since niggas want to talk crazy on here, as if this is not a Steelers podcast and also a Buckeyes podcast. So, let's let this Cowgirls fan back up here, and we can get back to talking real football. Okay, so next podcast, I know I got to actually log in. That's number one. And number two, (laughs) to prevent all this fuckery. So... (laughs) Number two, this yeah, is not don't a show Steelers up to your podcast. own podcast on a guest account, nigga. <laughs> You're gonna sit and time out talking crazy about the Steelers. Here we go. Fuck so, the Steelers. Oh, Big cowboy shit, but that ain't about that. We're gonna have a show eventually this year on Tuesdays talking NFL ball for all y'all to watch NFL ball. That'll be coming up the pipeline. But anywho, um, yeah, I mean. Denzel. So let's get into these last couple camp notes. Yeah. I got one last thing. I didn't want to be negative, but we did hear that. Uh, and I, I brought this up to Cam when we first got these notes last night. He said not a big deal at all. But uh, 
Jack Sawyer and Kate Stover both had some issues with jumping off sides. Uh, Kate had to go run a punishment lap. They sent in G for him. Jack Sawyer had the same things, but Cam, go ahead and tell the people your thoughts on defensive ends jumping offline. And uh, yeah, Cam was a defensive end in college, so I'm sure he's about to cap for his boys. But go ahead. What do you got to say about that? I mean, it's just a lack of focus, you know, pressing a little bit. Um, but I don't <laughs> think there's really much to it. Now, the tight end jumping off sides, that could be a little bit more alarming because he actually knows the snap count. So that means that he's worried about getting a block or worrying about getting that jump off the edge or whatever if you're not, you know, athletically um, inclined to be able to dominate via speed, via vertical, or via linear movement. But um, I don't think it's a big deal, bro. Um, Now, for them to be running him, like, that's a little bit, you know, I've never really heard of anyone having to run for um, doing, uh, for, for jumping off sides. But, I mean, once again, like, what do we really know that much about um, the insides and outs and with the, with the, as far as disciplining players? But I don't think it's a big deal. What about you, Mike? Yeah, I mean, honestly, I like to dis- discipline the paper. The, uh, discipline the players, man. Uh, I think that there should be consequences when you mess up. Uh, we had too many issues with our own offensive line uh, having false starts. We had too many issues with D-line doing stupid stuff. I think that uh, you need to make these players hungry. Uh, I had issues, and I was questioning the discipline of our team. So, But honestly, man, y'all know how I feel about the tight ends. I'm not going to be trying to be too critical. I think this should be G. Scott's uh, coming out here. Uh, I do believe that we're going to be in uh, two tight end sets a whole lot more. So I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think that maybe next year will be the uh, Jelani Thurman and Joe Royer year, but I'm really hoping that my guy G. Scott gets to break out this year. So we have one last thing to get to before we bring our guest up here. We got a text mid-show that said, I thought we were going to get on here and lie today. So our guest is down in the lobby waiting to lie with us. But I want to set the stage for these lies. So make sure you guys smash that like button. They're getting antsy. They told me they're going to leave if we don't get the 50. We are at 42. There's 80 of you in here. Make sure you hit that like button. It helps us so much in the algorithm so we can continue to bring this great Buckeye content to you. So one of the last camp notes we have is that Kyle McCord was first in all reps. While they did split reps, Kyle McCord led in every drill. Hartline said during his interview this past week that he's looking for consistency at the quarterback position. And Ryan Day has moved his media availability from Wednesday to Monday. I know Zach and Chris have said on the podcast many of times that they believe that the quarterback would be announced by August 15th, which would be four days earlier than CJ and Justin Fields were both announced. So it sounds like we're getting a quarterback announcement here on Monday. I just want to get your guys' thoughts on the quarterback battle. And I want to congratulate you, Mike. I feel like we may have to do a live show, (laughs) take a victory lap, and give a speech. And I promise you, you are going to see cut-up after cut-up after cut-up after cut-up of me and Mike telling you guys since March that our guy Kyle McCord will be the starting quarterback. I don't want to spoil anything, but I'm putting my flag down and staying strong with the prediction that we have made all year that Kyle McCord will be the starting quarterback. And I think 
that was the reason for the move of the press conference. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on the uh, ending quarterback battle. Yeah, man, I never wavered on Kamal Court. Thought it was going to be Kamal Court. Um, you know, everybody's talking about what elite traits, what elite traits, you know, this guy have. We know what a, elite traits Devin Brown have. I felt like everybody's been sleeping on Kamal Court. I watched some highlights of Kamal Court. Watched this man rolling out of the pocket, uh, on the move, throwing on the move and everything. <laughs> I think that Kyle McCoy, like I said, that's our starter. Now, do I believe that Ryan Day moved it up for this? Maybe. Maybe he did. Or I just think that uh, Jerry this year has been uh, very nice to the media, giving him extra days, giving him extra things. I've heard the media, you know, bragging, hey, we normally don't get this. We normally don't get that. So, I mean, I think that that's what it really could be. Would it would we like an announcement? Hell yeah, we would like an announcement. We would like to know who has taken over the team, and then we can go ahead and get ready for the season. Go ahead, Cam. What I told Ron on the phone yesterday, I think has a lot to do with the two, is that we are getting into the 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 dog days of camp where they're going to start doing install for Indiana where they're going to start doing um, actual like game planning type of things. And you don't want to have a quarterback battle going into that um, as far as like having rhythm issues, as far as having chemistry, because you want to start building that timing, that chemistry with a quarterback. Also, another underrated thing that's happening is you got to remember, we have a brand new center as well that is needing to communicate coverages and protections uh, with the uh with the quarterback so it's like if you're doing that with two different guys it's just not good for the team as a whole to um allow a quarterback battle to go on um in practice at least um for 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 as long as it's been going on so now me personally i feel like you can have a quarterback battle with one person taking the reps with the ones and one taking the reps with the twos i don't think that it's over by any means because we still got to see what boys do when them lights come on and when you're in the game so we'll see because i just think it's telling that we've gotten to this point where devin brown has missed an entire spring and kyle has played an entire spring and we still had to go do this dog and pony show until two weeks in the camp to announce him as a starter. I mean, so is that really that solid? We'll see. But I think they're going to go into the it's games. It's earlier than have, it's earlier than Justin and CJ were announced. He but was CJ Stroud was. Chance. He was giving him a chance because of his finger, man. That's, Bill got to get a guy a chance. We'll see, right? bro. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I'm just saying, like if Justin, if CJ Stroud didn't play at all in the spring and Justin Fields did, I don't think that that's even a battle going in a camp. But it is what it is. Not, so we have not, set this – go ahead. I'm just saying. So I, I think that Devin Brown is going to get reps going into in, um, Indiana, going into um, Youngstown. We'll see. Unless Kyle just comes out and lights it up. Kyle just comes out and lights it up, then it's over. But um, we'll see, bro, because, I mean, it's not like we're hearing them absolutely light it up in practice or any of them. So we'll see. So our special guest is here in the lobby, and he graciously texted me and told me, despite you guys being 100 deep in the chat right now and not being at 50 likes, <laughs> he is still going to graciously join us. So we have a super chat from our guy, Craig, but we are going to bring our special guest up here and get him to answer that question with us. We have our guy, 
Chris Drew from Menace to Sports joining us this morning here on Buckeye BS. He's ready. Be to like, hold on, that ain't Marv. <laughs> <laughs> Marv bleeds his skin. Like, this shit is corny. <laughs> boycott the channel now. I told them, I told them two thousand likes on our video. We were getting Brian Hartline, and we did not hit two thousand likes. I don't know where they got Marvin Harrison Jr. from, but that was not our special guest. We got our guy, Big Chris Drew, in the building. Hey man, I'm mad at Cam, bro. I thought we were getting on today's show and lying. Like I was ready, bro. What we lying about? What you want to lie about? You, all right, all, let's you... start with Craig. Let's start with Craig's question. Craig sent us a uh, super Chris chat. Shout out to our guy Craig. What's up, Nikki? Yeah. Appreciate everyone that's been in here sending us super chats this week. It's been super dope seeing the support. We're seeing record numbers in here today, this morning for Buckeye BS. So just a big shout out to the chat. But Guys, let me know. What do y'all think about this wide receiver rotation this year? Ooh. Who Can wants I go, to go first? first? Oh, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Um, I like it a lot. Um, obviously, Marvin's gonna get a lion's share of the of the touches, but we saw in the Georgia game that like like kind of when you hit weeks 10 through 12, if you only play three, guys get dead legs. And you saw the difference in change when guys got that month off and were able to get out there. Because I mean, I don't know. I mean, I've talked about it kind of way way too much but i was starting to think Ameka runs a four six and then also you see him in the georgia game when he's got fresh legs looks like a four 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 three kind of receiver so i like that rotation a lot i think all of them have really unique skill sets and cam cam will kind of attest to this when you have guys with different body types and different skill sets going up against the same corners because teams don't rotate corners it really causes some issues like could you imagine bro out there and you're lined up against marv and you're in, you know for 20 snaps you got to cover marv and then all of a sudden, fresh leg Ballard get out there, completely different body type, completely different play style, completely different speed entirely. And then you have to adjust. Like you start to figure out Marv a little bit, which you probably won't because you know how it goes. And then next thing you know, you got a, a fucking four two guy running right past you. It just it just provides so much. So I like that rotation a lot. Um, I think positional rotation matters. Obviously, I think you know the the spell for a Mecca in the slot should be an X. Um, the spell outside for for Marv should be either Tate or, or, or Ballard and then same, same for Julian. But then it's like, where do you work innocent at? I think Innis can play the Z and rotate it at the slot as well. So I like the rotation a lot. Will they do it? Who knows? All I want to see is niggas blocking because we got some big niggas. Out there. <laughs> so, I don't know. That's it. Yeah. To piggyback off of uh, what Chris was saying, man, um, you know, you, you not only the fresh legs, but when you're talking about watching film, you're trying to watch film on wide receivers, trying to watch film on them tendencies. But when you're rotating and you're getting a fresh body in front of you, it's like, what, what did I watch on film? Like, this ain't what I watched on film. This ain't who I thought was coming in front of me at, at all. And, I mean, to be honest, all we can do is go off of what Brian Hartline said. He said in the spring that he believes that he's going to rotate six to seven guys. So that's what we're going to hold him to. Y'all know how I am. I like to hold coaches to what they say. And we're going to do that. I want to use this time to shout out my Block O candidate this year. And that yeah, is Xavier Johnson at wide receiver. All this man does is make plays when we need them the most. Notre Dame, uh, Georgia, my man was making plays. So I think that XJ is going to be um, – a little bit of a of, of more of a gadget guy, Chris. I know you saw him put him in the backfield a little bit to maybe get a little freaky out there. 
when we wanted. Oh, it was cool, wanted. bro. He had people in a blender when he was in that backfield, man. That's like, what I'm saying. So it's like, what to do? Curvy Small tried to call Saban during the game, like, yeah, hey, what do I do with XJ's in the backfield, like all that. So forty no, big ones to the crib. So I 40, like XJ. I just want to give him a shout out, man, because that's a program guy. He's gonna. I think he's gonna make a roster in the league and be one of those guys where you're just like, damn, that's like a product of the Ohio State football program. But as far as rotations go, uh, Marv, Ameka, cool. I think JB needs to be at that Z position and 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 rotate Julian and uh, JT and, and and Tate with the rest of them because I I just yeah because you don't want to see more than one light skin out there at a time. I'm half tempted <laughs> to draw both of you niggas off the show because I let three people talk and answer this question and not one person brought up Brandon Ennis. Like no, I brought up. We Ennis. need to see. Did you? Yeah. I said oh, he could play that spot. Bro, I like, bro, like, I feel like, I feel like, you was about to get sent to the Google. Brandon, Ennis, the Brandon Ennis is great. Like, don't <laughs> get me wrong. Brandon, Brandon Ennis is great, but the skill set that we need is pure speed to open up the defense. And it's like, JB is the only guy that has that. So he needs to play. Like, sometimes just being the fastest nigga on the team is important. And that's what he is. So he needs to play. Unless you're too fast to play here. Exactly. So it's like, that makes you question. What, what does, what does, what does Ennis give us as a freshman right now that Ameka doesn't? That Ameka doesn't? He's I think, I think Brandon Ennis is by far the shiftiest. I think Brandon Ennis is by far the shiftiest and most elusive with the ball in his hands. That's great. Crazy. I agree. But I'm saying, like, what? Nigga, he gives us the ability to play Ameka at the Z. And Ameka, no matter how you slice it, Ameka is the best. You need a burner, bro. We need a burner. Bro, a burner is cool. But I'm talking about you could use the burner to spell Ameka at the Z. Exactly. Ennis gives you flexibility. The best Z on the roster is Ameka. And we forget, first of all, the slot position in Ryan Day's offense is super, super complex. And JSN JSN took all the snaps there in 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 camp last year. And so when he went down, this nigga Emeka had to try to learn on the fly. And so, like, like Emeka was going to win that Z battle last year. Like, let's not get mm-hmm. it twisted. There's, the three receivers last year were going to be Marv, Emeka, and JSN. JSN. He repped at the Z all year last year. He was going to be a breakout at the Z. He had to learn on the fly. Having him back at Z where he's better than, than Julian Fleming, that, that opens up. all. And he's faster than we think. They make his legs, which is dead. We'll see, man. I think JB needs to play. JB nine me. JB nine me, bro. JB definitely needs to play. If I, bro, I'm, play. I'm just saying, bro. Like we're gonna go back to this, and if boys ain't running butt naked, running by by running by the Indiana Hoosiers and all them, like we know JBs and the and, and the JMOs no, 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 and, well, hold up, and hold the speed up. guys would do. We'll see. I'm a Ballard so, guy, but do you, do you think Ballard is diverse enough and technically sound enough to be in every down Z? Because if you do, I'm with you. I'm like, all right, bet. let's do it. I mean, I mean, we he heard knows. he's working he on. He, he he got some things to work right. on, man. But he definitely has. He definitely, he definitely, he definitely has some things to work on. But I mean, the I mean, the things that we do hear from him is that, like, like you said, like freaky athletic, um, very good hands, very good athlete. I don't know, bro. I just want to. Cam is one to see the speed on the field. The That's what Cam Do you think Cam he's the best? Z on I can't say he's the best. See, I don't see the nigga play. Like, okay, I think he's the second best Zion roster. So yeah. if you play if you play a Mecca in the slot, I want I want Ballard outside the entire the entire nope. the entire day. The entire day. So uh I think we've we've hit this topic a ton in the past six months, and I can't wait to see what happens after that. Uh, 
Yeah, you disappeared for a second. You were in the portal. Um, but we we've hit this uh, topic a ton, and it'll be interesting to see when we get uh, to the season, especially in these early games, what this rotation looks like. But the reason our guy Chris Drew is here, you see all of us with hats on today. We're about to get into some big cap and start lying our fucking asses off because we are finally starting to see what we've been questioning all off season. Are these young guys are going to play? So we are starting to get a clearer picture of what the quarterback is going to be this year. We see Carnell <laughs> rotating in with the ones already. We see Malik Hartford. Uh, we see Sonny Styles. We hear about C.J. Hicks. We are finally going to see the guys that we have been screaming for for the past year to play get their chance. What does that mean for this team if we are truly playing our best, most talented players regardless of age this year and can i address some shit that cam said earlier as i get into this topic floor's yours going on here today man because no this shit this shit was crazy nigga like i thought we came on this bitch to lie because the young cats were flying around yesterday per all reports and you would have get on here and say yeah man i called chris drew and I'll, you know, Cody Simon showing something that I, nigga, I never uh, want Cody Simon <laughs> ever again. No, no, because you got me pressed, bro. I nah, never, nah, I do. Nah, no, I did that I on never, purpose. I didn't think he's gonna. I never want to hear you mention Cody <laughs> Simon to me ever again until CJ Hicks is playing thirty-five snaps a game. This whole offseason has been about uh, how can we get this twitched up Dayton nigga that can hit on the bro, field consistently. First of all, if you wouldn't know. Cody Simon's the mic, show, bro. He's behind and, Tommy, bro. He's not behind and uh, you. No, no. Field. You want to get on the show and fix your lips and say Cody Simon? <laughs> no. Give me tough Gordon. Give me Chris Simon Drew. look more twitched up than Steel Chambers did in the spring game. What are you talking about, bro? Spring. What are you talking about? Cody Simon looked twitched up. He had a good spring this year. Welcome bro. to the spaces. They are running the one. Going on, bro. He's been on the team since Joe Budden was on Loving Hip Hop. Of so course, he's still, practicing so good. He's been practicing his whole life. Fuck out of here, man. Fuck out of here. Cody look, Simon look, look you pushed go, you, up, you got in shape. When you go Shout to, out Cody party, Simon. Hold up, bro. When you go to a party, you want the ratio to be like three girls for every one boy. I want the snap ratio to be every time I see Cody Simon out there for one snap, the previous five, I need CJ Hicks. And that's the only time I want to <laughs> I agree with that. I agree with that. Why are we in disagreement about that? I didn't say no, anything no, no. about so him, so. I don't want you to get on the show when this year is about the older, uh, the, the underclassmen taking over. I don't want you ever to say his name. I'm going to say his name. This is what's happening right now. I'm this is what's happening name. right now. The underclassmen are taking this bitch the fuck over. That's Cody what's Simon. going on. Oh, Cody oh how the turntables. Cam, mister, we shouldn't play seniority. And now time he's on, like, we need Cody on, Simon. So I, no, so <laughs> this year is about playing the freaks. So I give a nigga props, and now y'all spinning it to freak. me saying that he should be starting over CJ Hicks. No, no, no. Crazy spin, We're bro. already doing Crazy. these mental gymnastics. The staff Crazy is Crazy spin, like... bro. You just like this nigga come on here and, and lie, bro. You know no, this is recorded, Chris, right? Like, you can go back and listen to what I said. You can go back and listen to what I said, bro. I did not say to start this nigga. I listened. I said that he looked better. punching air. Dez on the board. We're doing mental gymnastics. our guy, Dez. Who else We're doing mental gymnastics to try to get CJ Hicks on the field because we know the staff is because they're acting like they got to bench their. They don't play the same position, Chris. Huh? They don't play the same position. Well, first of all, CJ Hicks can play the mic and the will. You and I both know that. But I'm saying though, but he's uh, Tommy Eichenberg's mic. 
So here we, we got somebody in the chat backing up Cam, man. They said Simon is a do anything that they ask play. That's cool. I'm just saying he looked better. He looked twitched up. He looked healthy. And niggas is mad. It's crazy. No, no. Niggas aren't mad. <laughs> niggas want that third linebacker. Niggas are no animated. What, niggas getting no animated. Position to be CJ Hicks. That's, that's all I'm up. Niggas I'm is not hyped up. up. I'm, 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 no, no. I'm, niggas I'm not hyped up. Too much coffee in your beans. I don't drink coffee. <laughs> You gotta relax. You gotta calm down. If Cody Simon. Any one of those lines. Look, how many linebackers you drinking play, the Buckeye roast this morning? Yeah. Too much Buckeye roast in your cup. We play two linebackers, right, Cam? Yeah. When one of them comes out of the game for a spell, who do you want jogging out on the field? Shit. I mean, hopefully the ones that are starting on the field is Tommy and CJ. So that's true. Tough boiler. So hey, but then you gotta you gotta choose between still and if, if you choose between Steele and Cody, who you picking? <laughs> if you got to choose between Steele and Cody to come in, it's up. I'm choosing Steele. Right. You're choosing the person who can't shed a block? Right. I want you. I, no, this is fucked <laughs> up. No, I want, hey, hold on, Mike. Hey, hold on. No. Hold on. 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 He's oh my god! I've seen Cody share the block. I ain't seen Steel share. No, 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 y'all can bro, nah, Chris, you don't like Cody Simon, bro. I don't know what's wrong with that nigga, bro. No, bro, no, bro, no, bro. Look, bro, look, bro. I swear. I seen that episode, bro. Y'all was clowning, bro. I seen it, bro. Bro, bro, I got a problem with Cody. Cody Simon, forget shedding a block. He takes himself out of every run play. If you watch that 2020 Michigan game or 2021 Michigan game, all you see is Cody Simon out there in no man's land. While you said 2021. He had Al Washington as his linebacker. It doesn't matter. What was Steele doing? Niggas, yes, Steele, bro, Steele, Steele against Michigan, 10 times a player. Bro, Cam, you and I both like tape. If you cut what on that Michigan say? game... Bro, give, bro, give me tough bro over Cody Simon, bro. For real. All right, yeah. hey, everybody, pull up to the Discord tonight with Chris Drew, me, Mike, yeah. and Ron, and we're gonna watch that 2021 game. I swear, and we're gonna see Dick Buck is reincarnated in Steel okay. Chambers, apparently, well, according to Chris Drew. So we're gonna we're gonna no, see what the fuck not is going Dick Buckus, on. No, because I remember yeah. number 22 standing in the hole letting Hassan Haskins run for fucking 258 yards, like that nigga that? wasn't playing football out there too. Cody so we gonna fucking see what's going on. Y'all pull up to the Discord responsible for at least 100. 20 yards on the ground that game, at least. Who? Cody Simon. He was responsible for at least 120 of those rushing yards. Right, take it to the tape. Man. No, take it to the Give tape. Give me tough. We'll, we'll, ta we'll take it to the tape in the Discord. Oh, we are here goodness. to agree on some lies. What type of lies? Are, what is y'all? I want to go around. I want to go around. Make sure you guys are subscribed to this channel. There's a hundred. I know y'all are. I am not blaming a nigga for having Al Washington as his linebacker coach. Cody Simon can't be kissed my black. Hold on, Al Washington. Hey, bro. <laughs> Al Washington couldn't even teach crack and replace, bro. No, we are not doing this, bro. Are you serious, bro? Cody Simon is worse than Tom Borland. No, bro. Al Washington. Al Washington was out there telling these dudes to do D lineman moves at a linebacker position, bro. No. Hell oh my no. God, what happened to Virgil, bro? I bro. Yes, Cody Simon looked like a damn D lineman out there. Against them, bro. You damn right. Oh, you damn, damn right. Hey, man. Not... Fuck all that, man. Shout out, Cody Hold up, Simon, man. man. Shut up. Put it, Kermit the Frog. You got me messed up, bro. There's Fuck no all that shit. Man. Man. Shout out, Big Three O. Nigga, shout out, Big Thirty. Nigga. Hey, Cody, hey, this, what's up, nigga? This yeah. nigga. This nigga. <laughs> 
So are we gonna are we just gonna argue are we gonna argue about backup linebackers or are we gonna talk about Man, generational lines? We've been saying we've been saying for months this is an SNS. I thought we were about to start pushing national championship propaganda. Nick has been asking me about this team all year, and I'm like, I don't know who my quarterback is. I know who my quarterback is now. I'm ready to fucking lie. We might pop back out on the fucking spaces, start lying to niggas, telling them about this SNS. I want to get y'all thoughts. We're playing young niggas. We got a quarterback. Are we winning the Natty this year? You goddamn hey. right we winning the Natty hey. this year. Hey, well, hey, 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 first. Clip it. Clip chat. it right now. Put it on the timeline. We're winning the Natty. Uh, it's game. No. I don't even know why we're playing games. Tom Accord's the quarterback. We're winning the Natty. Hey. Hey, I'm ready to lie. Hey, you ready to lie? Like Let's hear it. Hey, Let's hey, hear it. Chris looks like that creepy hey, uncle from the barbecue. Hey, give us the lines, bro. Give us the lines. Let's hear him. Let's hear him. Hey, look. We talked about niggas Niggas was flat at practice on Friday. Niggas was sulking. You know why niggas sulk, Cam? Let me hear it. Listen, bro, because you look around, you see the coaches kicking it with the underclassmen. Chuckling. Chuckling like that. You see, you see, as soon as Periano dap up Malik Harford and getting that yellow penny, he said, Go, go chill out today, young fellow. Bro, they said that Malik Harford, low key, the funniest nigga on the team because the coaches just be laughing at everything he said. Funniest nigga. And then when them lights come on, he'll crack a nigga for real. So, look, this is you know what, you know why people soak at practice because all the upperclassmen know, damn, I waited three years and these little niggas finna pass me. I thought this was a wait your turn situation. Give us the freshman that's going to start, end up starting before the end of the year. The fr- bro, here's, here's the thing. Malik Harford's going to be out there. He can play any one of the three safety positions, any one of the three safety positions. And mm-hmm. I can promise you this. If the game is on the line and Stetson Bennett wants to throw a route to Lam McConkey or whoever down the scene, and Malik Harford is anywhere in the vicinity, that nigga's helmet is getting knocked off. You're getting the TV timeout. You're getting the cart on the field. You're getting niggas taking a knee, praying for him, because he is going to make sure either that ball is separated from him. Nah, you gonna hear Kirk Herbstreit. the entire head. Hey, Kirk Herbstreit's gonna be like, yeah, I mean, we're just this is what we're really trying to get away from in the game. You know, we're just trying mm-hmm. to be safe. It's all about yeah, safety, and this hit right here is definitely just, gonna be. This is what we're trying to get game. rid of. That's exactly what you're gonna get. And then I'm going to be the nigga that's not feeling bad because I've had to hear about fucking Javon Bullard for the last seven months. You feel me? Tell Marv, pick his head up. Yeah, tell Marv, this football is a physical sport. Yeah, when a light-skinned dude from Ohio, I don't want to get out of That's popping helmets off. Could you imagine, can you imagine a vitriol and the, and, and the, the fucking type of shit we will see from Marv if he got a rematch with Javon Bullard, bro? Bro. He's gonna fuck. He's gonna fuck them hey, up. And hey, it's, it's gonna, gonna fuck the, It's gonna hey, fuck the gonna nation up. Hey, it's gonna be like Cardell Jones running over. Uh, bro, every that? run Collins play, bro. He's gonna be fucking city. gripping him up, like. Bro, you know, We've been talking about the return of BIA or the return of BIA, and I said it's just gonna make it that much sweeter when it's Ohio kids that bring BIA back. We got Malik Hartford coming up. We got the young guys that are uh, seniors in high school right now. Bryce West got, and Aaron Scott on the way. Name. We got Jermaine Matt name, on yeah. the roster. Like, we got Ohio <laughs> niggas on this roster that are ready to bring BIA back. Sonny Styles. Like, we got them guys. Like, they're hey, finally here. Hey, Ron, you know what nobody's ready to talk about? It's going to be crazy in that not this draft class, in the next draft class, when the first corner off the board is Iggy and not Will Johnson. 
that's really going to have Michigan make a sick and in a blender. That's on everything. Like, I, I don't know if you already. And we but, haven't touched that, touched on that in the show. We brought up player interviews earlier in the show today. And Will Johnson can blame his daddy. One of the things that we talked about um, with the player Bro. interviews was Iggy said he spent the whole – you said, I don't think this is out of pocket. I'm trying, like, I tried, I, I, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried, I tried to power through it. I tried to power through it. Stinky. Iggy said in his interview that he's not repping at nickel, despite what they're telling us. So that would correlate because Cam is telling us, or Chris is telling us, Zach said it on the show, you don't go get an outside corner from the SEC and go push him inside. That guy's going to be an outside corner. He's repping against Marv. He's going to be a fucking dude for the Buckeyes. Hey, Justin Hill. I mean, we're hearing, tell we're hearing tell a lot us of what Bama he said stuff. about Marv. He said what, him what and Marv are going or splitting splitting reps 50-50 on wins. Yeah. Now, now what do, now now Chris, I want you to go in cuz uh, Use your mute button, a, Cam. Chris, oh, I, I think y'all did bad. a great I had, job. I had to, I had to tap him down. Chris Bam. Hey. I think that they did a great job on breaking this down on me. No, Mike, bro, I want you to address that. This, I want you to address that. Do you believe that he's winning 50-50 matchups with Marv one-on-one? Do I believe it? Yes. I don't know. I'll tell you this. We we know that Marv, Marv he's the first had an issue. American this year Hold on. Is. Hold on. Marv had an issue with physical corners and getting Jim off Thor. the and getting off the line, right? Right. His release, he did say that he was working on his release. Okay. Well. So yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. I think this is going to make both of them better. 50 50. Iron sharpens iron. Do you believe that? Iron sharpens iron. I think that's going to be huge having that physical (laughs) corner uh, really giving Mar problems every day in practice. What's that? I think that'll be huge for Mar's development, especially you don't want him getting complacent in practice without someone really challenging him or those guys. Every rep. They was putting every rep last year, and, the, and our DBs uh, were sitting yeah. there saying, "Oh, it's Marvin CJ." Like that's what our DBs was doing last year. Iggy came in and said, "No, we ain't doing that shit. You're not winning nothing. You're gonna have to earn it." So, are you guys ready to apologize to Jim Knowles? Did you think he just needed a year to get his guys and understand who he his best players were? Apology. Once we see it, we need to see it on the field. At what point? Okay, so like I said, we get a pop quiz against Western Kentucky. That's when we get a pop quiz and we get to, you know, because they got a nice little offense, right? That's our pop quiz when we're going to find out. I don't see. I've always been under the impression, like, my issue with Jim Knowles has never been, like, schematically, like, like the scheme and all of that, bro. I don't think that he knows how to – not that he doesn't know. But I don't think that he is able or has the ability to have the conversations with A-type personality players that that are that are league focused, that are not just happy to be here, Oklahoma State dudes, be like, yo, you're a senior. I like you. You're my guy. You're a program guy, but you got to sit your ass on the bench. I don't think he has that in him to be able to do that. So I just feel like we're whole he's just holding the hands of the Cam Martinez's and the Proctors, and it's like Y'all, my guys, like, come on along. Like, he don't got that 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 dog in him to be like, hey, man, look, I fuck with y'all, but, hey, we got a freshman here that's dogging. Like uh, Kirby Smart said, I'll say it again in the interview. Kirby Smart, what do you say? People negative recruit us all the time, talking about we have five stars, this and that. 
<laughs> Kirby Smart looked right in the camera. He said, "We had a we had a freshman come in last year, learn a defense in the spring, and started uh, all all our games, won a national championship, and Malachi starts. So, <laughs> who's doing that? I know other teams. I got five star safeties that can't even get snaps or start. So, so a name more secondaries. Up. So, one of the names you brought up was Josh Proctor, our guy Q, who's normally here with us every week. Uh, couldn't make it today, but it's very convenient that he missed this episode because." He proclaimed he is firmly in his house on Proctor Island, and he's not leaving. We saw our boy out there getting worked by Kate Stover. Like Kate Stover, bro. Kate Stover, is it? Run! Oh man, and this pisses me off because if you think about it, what was his issue that got him put on the bench in the Notre Dame game? He took a bad angle. Took a bad angle. Same damn thing. You in year 15, and you take another bad angle. Man. I'm saying, you, I think I was – You just can't I'm teach not even it. getting worked up about uh, practice. You can't teach it, bro. Practice missed tackle. But does it, make you, does it make you feel comfortable that we will see the right guys come week one? How long – Do we how know long that? Do you think they're going to – Huh? I'm asking. You know I'm saying, do we know that, that Jim Knowles is going to – Get the personnel right. He fucked it up last year. I mean, year, so. have you heard Josh Proctor's name in any type of too deep? I mean, we've heard Jihad Carter we heard free safety. We've we heard, heard what other spring. what other safety have we been hearing every day? Jihad Carter. No, another one. No, Cam Malik Hartford. Uh, I've heard Cam Martinez's name more than both of them. So let's. <laughs> That's talk. what I'm saying. So I mean, you're definitely. <laughs> like, so no, we'll see what Jim Knowles no, does no, this no, year, no, 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 no. We'll see what Don't he do does that. this year, bro. Don't do we'll that. We did does. not hear Cam Martinez's name not one time hey, until my guy, my guy practice six. They did not talk about Cam Martinez until practice six because we talked about it in the lock wood chat. Did we make it through the woods? Maybe I'm talking about the beat. I don't know about Jim Knowles, but the beat has definitely been talking about Cam Martinez. He's been doing this. He's been doing that. So we'll see. Yeah. I mean, that's but, hey, you know what? Hey, if Cam Martinez come out and look like Charles Woodson, fuck it. But, I mean, to be honest, like we even interviewed Gary R. Conley. And I don't he believe even it. Admitted, he even admitted, bro. The first time he got out sweet. there, look, Cam Mar- uh, Gary R. Conley admitted first time he got out there, Michigan State cooked him. Right? I mean, maybe if Cam Martinez could have that type of turnaround, then we all be on board. Till then, I need to see it. I mean, because we've seen, we've seen. The only reason I'm saying this is because we've seen niggas be trash and then not be trash. Literally a year later, when in 2018 and to, to 2019, like we were getting absolutely obliterated in the secondary, and them same niggas was the number three defense next year. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Damon Arnett so was they, so they was all getting we, obliterated. If we, bro. if we get through, if we get through Penn State unscathed, are you ready to come? Like, do we have to get through the game before you're ready to apologize to Jim Knowles? Does the batter at least come out of the clock after no, Penn State? I'm not apologizing. We went no, 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 no. in I'm not apologizing. I'm not apologizing to Jim Knowles until I see um, our defense dominate that high school scheme in, up in Ann Arbor. Hold on, guys. Why the fuck are we apologizing? We moved a fucking needle. If they heard what the hell we were saying and then they made them changes and fixed it, then let's go with that. Fuck the apology. They needed to get their shit together. There was obviously some things that needed to be worked on or whatever. We spoke on it. It is okay, Buckeye Nation, to be critical of your team. It is okay, Buckeye Nation, to say things that that for some reason are perceived negative. 
it is okay to want more out of this. We have hit a plateau at Ohio State. We are tired of being complacent. If you want to be more, you have to be critical of your program. Flat out. Mike said, I'd like to take this time to apologize to absolutely nobody because the double champ does what the fuck he wants. Wow. So I'm tired of Mike's not apologizing about... to Jim Knowles and felt that everything that we said was warranted. I'm glad Chris Drew was able to call in on his fucking satellite phone and rejoin us after so rudely just leaving us. Welcome um, back. The clock is still ticking on, bro, regardless. Uh, the clock is up. Um, it's got Jim's face on it, and it's ticking. So, and that's the But I, I hope. Two years. Uh, yep. We're on year two, so we'll see. We, if, if, hey, he went to Natty shit. He ain't going to hear nothing from nobody. No, here's the thing. He's gone no matter what after this year. Just so y'all know, like he's over. Why, bro? We win the Natty. He's gonna. I think Ohio State's winning the Natty. If Ohio State wins the Natty, you do not keep your DC. Also, if we don't win the Natty, it probably means we lost to Michigan. If you lose to Michigan, guess what? You don't get to stay here. Like that's good point. It's really just hearing that phrase made my stomach hurt, bro. The thought of losing to that third straight year makes me sick to my stomach. I haven't heard of any head coaching aspirations from Jim Knowles. And do he really want to do it? That shit in the transfer portal NIL air as well? I mean, I guess it it, it sounds good. One of those big time schools calls. You just you just want an Addy. You're not staying here. Like we like like it's similar like with Dan Lanning, bro. Like Georgia won it all. Cool. Sounds good. Never had any coaching aspirations, but now he's Oregon Duck immediately. So I'm trying to I'm trying to think what school gonna hit him up. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean he'll he'll definitely he'll definitely get hit up. I mean, shit, he might be the head coach of Syracuse at some point. Who knows? Maybe Tulane. Yeah, I would. Oh, I would. I'm doing pretty good. I don't think they're gonna be. Oh, maybe bro, if their coach gets hired yeah, away. Really, bro, Fritz is going to get a big time head coaching job, and that Tulane job is going to be wide open. Like we didn't hear about Kevin Wilson having aspirations to be a head coach again, then boom, up out of there. No, we knew he wanted to be a head coach. I knew that. Man, no, you didn't. I knew that he wanted to be that. a head coach of his own program, bro. You ain't, you ain't, you <laughs> I'm not an insider though. I'm not so an insider about- though. We've had a great show today. I want to shout out to our insider. You know who you are, who was at practice that gave us our camp nuggets, our own personal oracle. So that was super dope to have that information because I know everybody was tweaking for that. It feels good knowing who our quarterback is before we get out of here. I want to get one lie and one concern. Tell me one person you're ready to lie about this year and that you're hype about going into this season and then one Thing that still has you worried about this team or we could do it backwards i want to hear your concern and then your lie because we want to end on a good note concern first then a lie go chris Ooh, my concern is with denzel burke that's the one i need denzel burke to show me some because he had a disgusting rep against mark that's being talked about and that nigga's gonna pull up on you like Birdman. <laughs> All tree, y'all gonna quit playing with my name. <laughs> hey, I, pull up. I'm in, hey, we are I, in Texas here. Don't pull up here. <laughs> I welcome the fate. Hey, it's crazy how that rep, Chris, you know, knowing, you know, what with the certain, you know, what being so animated and he had that rep after being so animated. So it's crazy that he put that on tape. Right after, I, but anyway. 
kind of crazy, but you know. <laughs> they probably, yeah, that probably came out. That probably got leaked by the fucking. It's crazy you put that on tape. You know what I mean? That was crazy. That was Dave Ransom. Crazy put that on tape. I'm like, hey, it's crazy that Seaball was the cameraman for that rap, too. That's the funniest part about all that. They don't know. Shout out to Zach for getting Seaball a credential and being able to get him into that. He didn't even know that C was out there like, oh, that's that nigga. Don't ruin my that. fucking Saturday. I know that. 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 I know I know that. I I know that. I well, all right. So it's like it's like a little bit of an expansive lie, but I am ready to say that if Sonny, CJ, Hartford, and Iggy all start, that this defense would be better than Georgia's defense last year. Sheesh! I will stamp that. Sheesh. I will stamp that. If the That's... freaks play, if the freaks play, this defense has a chance to get real sexual with everybody, and and. I firmly believe that. I mean, I think like I can't remember a more athletic linebacker duo. Um, if you if you think about the well, athletic Tommy linebacker, Eichenberg and CJ Hicks, don't want to hear it. <laughs> if Sonny and CJ are out there together, they make Barrett Carter and Trotter look like regular athletes. And because I really think both of them are unicorns. And if you have Malik Harford out there, like this is going to be one of the most violent defenses. And I'm ready to I'm ready to start the chatter that that Malik Harford is going to be the best. Safety at Ohio State, that center fielder role since Hooker. Malik Hooker, maybe. Yeah, don't go past Malik Hooker because yeah, if we disrespect I, a whippy old nigga, we'll have to end this. I podcast. mean, that's what I, <laughs> I was saying. The other, I was saying on the last Buckeye BS that like everybody was freaking the fuck out about KJ, and I'm like, bro, we don't really have a history of dra- uh, of recruiting five star safeties in Ohio State. We hit like, on even that heavy last week. Like, uh, I think Doss was coming out of high school, mm-hmm. but like. If you go down the list, bro, we never really had high-profile five-star safeties coming. No, nah, but we the fact we that we're just out of the table not. KJ is disgusting. And also, I have a Sunny Styles is an All-American this year. Yep. Firmly believe that it might be unanimous. Ooh. This nigga had multiple lies to get on. Cam, okay, let's hear my concern. Let's hear your concern and your lie. My concern is, um, Jim Knowles. Personnel grouping. I'm concerned with that. I don't know what to expect who, of that. Who don't you? Who don't you want to see out there? Put a name on it. It's not that like I don't want to see people. Bro, Stacy, man, stand in the fucking paint. Hold on, bro, no, 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 listen, put your listen, hands on you, listen, and I will point listen. her your direction. No, because like saying that like I don't want to see someone like I know that's not that's not possible. So it's like I don't want to see Steel getting majority of the reps. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see Cam. But do you think there's a value that still adds if him if he's able to spell CJ? Bro, like Steel Chambers would be like this. Like Steel Chambers should be a vocal leader on a team. He should be at that L seven spot on the beginning when everybody's going, oh, hey, it's like during kickoff and go down there and lay a nigga out, get the crowd hype, dap up CJ when he coming in and tell that nigga some advice for the next series. That's what should be happening, bro. Like, I don't think that he should be an every down linebacker at this point with CJ Hicks on the roster. That's my main concern. 
what is Jim Knowles going to do with with the D line rotation with with this with the safety like are we going to get a little bit more NFL esque and have packages for different skill sets against different people like with the with the DBs since we're hearing that like, everybody's so fucking great so we'll see bro we'll see what Jim Knowles does that's my main concern on the opposite of that spectrum um. I'm I'm ready to see that fucking D line, bro. I think our D line is gonna be special, bro. Bro, top, bro. bro I think top, our. Best in the country? I've been saying, I, bro. I've been not, saying it's best in the country. I, and I got that shit all. I got that all. Our two D this two. year is gonna be better than anybody's in the country. I've been saying that on. I got that on wax. Top reasons for more era began. I got that shit on kick. I put that on MySpace. All that shit. Say so say it, Cam. Top. Say say best defensive line since the Urban Meyer era started. I can say that. I can say that. I think this is going to be the best D line that we've seen. For smoking a fat blunted dick this morning, that's crazy. I think. That, I think <laughs> hey, you said no, that's crazy. Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Let me sit. Let me go there. He might not be lying. No, no let's listen. No, because he is I don't lying. think. No, 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 he is lying, but I mean, wait, that's wait, what wait. I asked him to do. That's wait, what I asked wait, him to wait, do. Wait, 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 wait. He might not be you lying. guys are you guys are being hyped up. You guys are hyping up the fact that we had Nick Bosa and Chase Young on the edge. But when I don't think that we're gonna have this amount of interior defensive line play since when did when when did we have this type of interior defensive line play in the 2D? Good Cam Hayward, baby. <laughs> that wasn't Urban Mark. No, yeah, no. yeah, that was pre-urban. I caught you in 4K, uh, nigga. Uh, all we had was Draymond Jones and BB Landers. Okay, no, so. Draymond Jones and Adolphus Washington was ridiculous. Okay, that's what. Okay, uh, hold on. So who else? They played together. Yeah. No. I swear Maybe. they did not play together. <laughs> I swear Jesus. BB Landers. I, 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 I gave niggas the fucking Florida lie, and they were like, "Hold my fucking beer." Hold on, so hold on, hold on. No, no, well, no, 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 no. Was this Draymond and Devon? Well, Hold on, Draymond well, and Hamilton, right? Who, 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 I don't, bro, who How about going... someone look it up? Bro, the way that the top, bro, we got, we, when's the last bro. time we had a first round draft pick in the interior D-line? It's and they're talking about, and they were talking about they preseason didn't. that Ty Leak was a fringe, uh, high, sec, uh, high second round, low first round draft pick if he comes out in shape. When have we ever I, had that I, at Ohio I, State? I, and I we're talking about JTT going first round, so that's three first rounders on a D-line. When do we have there's, that all? Yeah, I'll stay under under Urban Meyer. Four four day one and day two picks on this defensive line right now. I, I okay, it. so I'm saying so we had Chase Young. He was boom. He was balling. Chase Young on the opposite of Joey Bosa. That was great. But I'm talking about as a collective of players of talent in the two deep. I don't think that. I don't know. They have the potential to be the best since that we've seen and, in a and, minute, bro. And I don't think I don't like, think Larry can mess this up because like they're all dudes. Yeah. I feel like. even like like I, like I like Kiro a lot. No, we Mike don't have Ford. a Nick Bosa. We don't have like an alpha like dog that no. you know every third down is gonna fuck somebody up. But as a unit, bro, hey man, yeah, we, like what I'm we talked about how much talent is on that defensive line, and it's gonna be almost hard for Larry to fuck that up with the rotation. And we feel comfortable with every guy that we should see on the field, and even guys that we probably won't see, we'd be comfortable seeing them out there. So I do think it is a. He's big... talking about 2018 D line had Nick Bosa and Chase Young or whatever, but that but our defense was getting obliterated, bro. And well, they, Nick Bosa well, Nick Bosa got hurt too. Like got hurt. Week three. Um, and look, and so, Daniel, well, and Dan, hold on, Nick Bosa hold on, Daniel, hurt, Daniel, you're saying exactly, you're, bro. This, Daniel's saying exactly what I'm saying. We had elite edge rushers, yes, but as the two deep, 
mixed with the interior D line, we did not have that. I don't think I think that we're going to have something this year on our D line that I've not seen on our in a very long time, which is in, was is which is excellent interior D line play. Y'all can say I'm crazy, whatever, blah blah blah. Y'all remember this podcast? No, bro. He might not be lying. That's bro, he's I don't know why these niggas so, is tripping, bro. I'm like, so bro, I'm ready. We haven't. We haven't had two units like this, bro. So I'm ready to give my concerns. I think we still have concerns at nickel. These niggas been fucking throwing us spin all year. Every nigga that we talked to this past week is repping at nickel. They won't really that Sonny's playing nickel, but he's also all over the place. I want to know that a certain someone, you asked him earlier who we don't want to see on the field. There is one particular person that I mean that they're hyping him up. They're saying he's got better. So shout outs to him. If he can come be a different player, so be it. But they need to figure that nickel position the fuck out. Someone needs to be out there and not the person that they had out there during the Michigan game. So that is my primary concern that we will see him out there again. Cam, you were getting ready to say? Oh, I was going to say, somebody said O-line, and I'm just saying, I tr- I, co- I trust Coach Fry. I saw what he did with Dewan Jones. Our guy, Jimmy so. Simmons. He made Dewan Jones into bro. a first-round draft pick. Uh, that man can do anything. So Y'all ever met a black Jimmy? Hendrix, that's what I'm saying. It sounds like Jimmy Simmons <laughs> no. sounds like this nigga's going to play I, the national anthem on guitar a... before the game. I, he, he was Yeah, he was black. He was mixed. Yeah, but he was black. <laughs> So, and then my lie, I think we send two people to New York this year. Mm. Travion Henderson and Tommy Eichenberg. I think both of these guys are primed for breakout seasons. They're going to be leaders on both sides of the ball. Tommy Heismanberg is going to be the most dynamic player that we've seen on defense. Hold on, wait, Chris. You don't, you don't want to record this shit, though, right? Ah, oh, I bet. All right. What do you mean? Because you're gonna see me <laughs> on stage. We're talking. Like, you're gonna see me in the background of Tommy's Heisman pictures. Hey, hey, nobody gets no reaction in the comments. But it's just crazy. Wow. I said the D line is gonna be crazy. Oh, all right. Yeah, because me and Tommy are going to be living in New York at the Hosby <laughs> ceremony. Hey, he don't really ready. say much, but hey, I'm, I'm ready for mine. Tommy are going to burn Let's the go. fucking city down. <laughs> I mean, he literally fired right. Jew for disrespecting Tommy on the show, bro. He's been saying his Heismanberg stuff for a while. That's I what I'm saying, bro. Heismanberg, keep an eye out for them Heismanberg t-shirts. They're coming, bro. Man, now, man, what's season up? is ahead of us. And I know last year we tried and tried and tried. Ryan Day wants a Heisman, and I know it's probably going to hurt him that it's not <laughs> one of his quarterbacks, but I firmly believe that the Buckeyes have two people in New York, Travion Henderson and Tommy Eichenberg. Awesome. All right, man. My biggest concern, my biggest concern <laughs> is nigga Chris, bro. <laughs> Niggas. All right. Nigga, why so, <laughs> While Chris is listening very closely, <laughs> my biggest concern is this team being able to finish reps being able to finish a play, being able to finish the game. Uh, so finishing <laughs> is my jumper. biggest concern. Flat out, bro. Uh, if they can show me that, then maybe I, I, I won't be so concerned. But that was our biggest issue. And my biggest lie is, is it's time to start. Hold on, hold on. Let me see. It's time to start the era of the one-year quarterback, first-round draft pick, starting off with Kyle McCord, and then it will go on right down the road. Devin Brown, Lincoln Keyholtz, Air Nolan. Let's go. Um, honorable mention too for things I'm concerned with. Um, people putting too much more energy into the internet than on the field. 
You gotta stop that. Oh yeah. Oh, that. I'm not gonna name no names, but you gotta stop that. I just want to tell you right now. How many people are here right now, Ron? How many people got in here? There are 164 people in here right now, yeah. and only 80 people have liked the video. Yo, hey, y'all like the video. Hundred likes. Pull up. I'm telling y'all. I'm telling y'all right now. hundred likes, man. Smash that like button. I'm telling y'all right now, the real athletic dude that played in one of the Dakotas is bringing home one of those uh, bronze trophies that has a stiff arm up. I'm just telling so you. So you think right that now. we could see two Heisman's in the next West four Dakota years? Tommy Heisman, Eichenberg bro. and Lincoln Keenholz. There's no cap in this rap. No cap in this rap. You heard it here first. To get your future bets in, Tommy Eichenberg and Lincoln Keenholz. I don't know which book is taking Heisman bets for 2026, but you heard it here first. Lincoln hey, I'm gonna let y'all know right now. This is our most uh hot take podcast we've ever done on Buckeye BS. A lot of lies has been told on this motherfuckers or a lot of truth. We're gonna the find football out. gods are giving we're us gonna a run right, we're gonna run right back to this episode about week 10, week 11. We're gonna say who the fuck was capping and who the fuck was not. It's the Joe no. Burrow do-over. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Burrow so take two. This is a rerun. We got the reboot. The budget went up. <laughs> I appreciate you guys pulling up. We have told some generational lies. So the fact that we were able to lie like this and get the G word in on this podcast makes this honestly, I might even go as far to say this was a generational episode. Mm. I want to thank our guy, Chris Drew, for pulling up, Mike and Cam. Let the people know where they could find you because we do this here on Best Damn Media. Every Sunday we do Buckeye BS at 10 a.m. every Sunday. We talk the Buckeyes every morning at 8 a.m. on the Buckeye Roast. So make sure that you hit that subscribe button. We have 170 people watching right now. A lot of new faces here. So make sure you're subscribed and you are getting all of that best damn media content. Mike, tell the people where they can find you at. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at 216 underscore wildboy. Make sure you subscribe to this channel. Make sure you like this video. Me and Cam got something coming for y'all cooking. There might be a merger where you might see a previous show be on Best Damn Media Network. Venture capitalists over here acquiring new shows. I'll, uh, um, I'll, I'll do. I'll do. I'll let. I'll let everybody know we can find Cam. You can find Cam if you go on Google and look up the uh, the hooded Kermit the Frog meme. Um, where he, <laughs> you can find it. You can find it right there. <laughs> Y'all can go. You know you can find Chris Drew. Y'all can go go in the Target and the appliance section. Look for the blenders. That's where you can find Chris Drew. Hey, look. Hey, this That's is what Rabbit can do. Rabbit to, to take that meme and put and put Cam Space on the Kermit the Frog, and the caption needs to be "Nigga, start C.J. Hicks." <laughs> and put Jim on the other side. That's what it needs. Put to be. me at a. Find me. I know things on Twitter, man. That's where I'll be at. I'll also. We'll be on Discord today so we can see uh Chris Drew um talk about the 2021 Michigan game. Um that's gonna be happening today. So y'all pull up for that. Oh, and like the video. Mr. Celebrity Chris Drew, biggest name in Buckeye Media. Tell the people, are you too good to tell them they know where to find you? Hey, I just want to shout out Stephen Means for coming to uh the media day and the death row record shirt and the chain on. If you want to find me, you can find me. It's it's, yeah. it's just like that. Find shout Chris out Stephen Means, man. The only yeah. the only real nigga on the beat. I'm not gonna do that for our nigga from the our nigga care from the athletic, even though he did not respond to our request for an interview. But shout out Stephen Means, real nigga pulled up on the best dance space for us before so holding it down on the Bro, beat. Bro, he had the chain on and the death row record shirt on interviewing everybody. I was like, wow. 
That's what I'm saying. He's doing it for the culture. He's in there representing for us. So shout out to Steven Means. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at two underscore T E S. That's two T's. Ron James on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Twitch at two underscore T E S. You can find me on TikTok. That's two shiesty. And you can find me here on Best Damn Media YouTube doing the Buckeye Roast every morning at 8 a.m. with our guy Q. Every Sunday here on Buckeye BS with our guys Cam, Mike, Chris Drew, that's starting to become a regular on this show. He's pulling up all the time. So appreciate Chris for showing up and being a special guest. Appreciate all 150 of you showing up. This is our biggest episode yet. All of the super chats we thank Major you. Our guy Dez, C, shout out to the Locker Boys, our nigga Bobby, Travis, our first fucking super chatter, Craig. Everybody that we see in the chat, we appreciate y'all pulling up every Sunday here for Buckeye BS. Thank you all. This was a great show and hope to see you. Well, we're back here tomorrow in, what, 16 hours for the Buckeye Roast. And we'll be on the Discord tonight. The link is in the description. We'll be on there watching film. We have a massive Buckeye group chat on there, a college football group chat. We'll be dropping nuggets in there playing games, all kinds of shit. So make sure that you're in that Discord. We have so many cool things coming this season, and we appreciate that support of Best Damn Media. It means a ton to us. Thank you, guys.